Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Hey, friends and neighbors, welcome to the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited about this episode. I'm always excited for every episode, but you know, there's some times where you tell people who you're going to be interviewing and everybody freaks out. And that, <laughs> that is what has happened for the guest of this week's episode, multi-platinum, multi-award winning, record-breaking, prolific singer-songwriter and actress Leanne Rimes is on this episode. We're going to be talking about what it was like for her when she started out in the music business as a 13-year-old. Uh, and what it's like for her now. Also, of course, she was behind one of the biggest songs of the 90s, and we're going to find out about her brand new 19th studio album, God's Work. So let's get chatting to Leanne Rimes. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country. I'm Balin Leonard, and I'm super excited because we have a very special guest today. Multi-platinum, multi-award winning, record-breaking, prolific singer-songwriter, and actress. Hello, Leanne Rimes. Welcome. Thank you so much. That was quite the intro. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I mean, we could have gone on. You know, we could have gone on and on, but <laughs> there's so much going on with you, not least of which your brand new album. Congratulations on this. What a wonderful piece of work this is. Uh, God's Work is the name of it. And the thing about this album is we've always known you as somebody who can jump from genre to genre, who can do a load of different types of things and make them all wonderful. And you do all of that on this album. There's so many different styles. So tell us about this. Yeah, I think it was a wonderful opportunity to really take you know, what I love about music, which for me, music has never had boundaries. And mm. it just kind of, as we started writing this record, it just kind of fell out that way. There were so many different styles. I love rhythm and I haven't, I'm really known for my ballads and I wanted to work with drums. I love drums. There's something like really intoxicating about drums to me. So we started to play around with all these different world grooves and we pulled like there's steel guitar in there. It's very eclectic. I mean, I have a reggae song on the record, which yes. I never thought I would have. I think it just speaks to who I am as an artist. As artists, they like to keep you in boxes because it's easy for them to label. And sure. I've always been one to step outside of the box. And I think it just all kind of got to come together on one record for me. And I had so much fun. I mean, we have so many great collaborators on this album and it was fun to create. You know, it's interesting when you're talking about putting artists in a box, which people have always tried to do, but it used to be that you were literally in a box. You know, you would have to go to the record store, to the country section or to the jazz section or to whatever section. And now because of the way that we listen to music and we can access it so much more freely and kind of dip in and dip out of it, it's a wonderful thing that artists finally feel able to step outside of that and also recognize that as a listener or as a fan, we're stepping outside of that. Ultimately, we're a country station, 
but country is also so broad and so big and there's so many different sounds within that it must be quite freeing to know that people are consuming music like that now too yeah I mean I've always been doing it I think I got my hand slapped for it many times because right. it's like we, you know we want to label you we want to put you in this genre and it's like but I'm genreless <laughs> I just love music and for me like it's the most important thing is not really what genre it is it's does it make you feel something yes you know so um I went into Amoeba Records here the other day in Los Angeles to go like buy the record and I walked in and I was like where do I look for this album <laughs> where am I literally <laughs> I don't I? even know <laughs> so it was just it's kind of a funny you know funny thing because I guess that's why we do it but on the yeah. you know in the same breath I just I feel like now I have more freedom to do it without having my hand slapped. What used to be frowned upon is now celebrated. And yeah. so I think that that's, you know, it's great for me because I've been I've been doing it forever. So I love that. I love that people are consuming music that way. And also we all grow up listening to loads of things. I mean, I'm originally from Tennessee. My, my whole family's still there. I've been here for ages, but growing up in Tennessee, I wasn't just listening to country music. You know, I was listening to all types of music. And so it makes sense that artists, whatever genre they are in, are influenced by loads of different things. And you've got so many great collaborators actually featured on songs. You've got so many great ones on this album as well. I mean, uh, Ziggy Marley and, and Ben Harper, but also the wonderful Mickey Guyton. I'm such a huge fan of Mickey. Did you know Mickey before? Did you reach out to her? How did that come to be? Yeah, I, um, my longtime collaborator and dear friend, Daryl Brown, who created this record with me, um, he had written with her years ago and sent me a demo of hers. And he's like, I just wrote with this girl and I'm talking, this was probably 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. I just wrote with this girl and she's obsessed with you and you've influenced her so much. And he's like, she can really sing. And he sent me a demo of hers. And so I've always known about her and championed mm. her and her growth. And then of course she broke into finally the business. And yeah, she's, I mean, she's clawed her way up the ladder for sure. And I knew that she, we had wanted to do something together. And, you know, uh, I had the song, The Wild, which is on this record. And just to know her story. And if you know the lyrics to that song, you know, um, it's just so it's such female empowerment energy. Mm. And to hear her sing those words with me is, I just thought it was really powerful. So, um, and then she's on God's work. She sings some stuff on God's work and Sheila E also is, um, plays percussion on the wild. So I had these, like, I really brought together like such interesting worlds. Um, like you said, Ben Harper, Ziggy Marley, Lettucey, um, On The Only, Robert Randolph came and played on the record. I actually went to a Dave Matthews concert. I saw Stefan Lessard, who's their bass player on stage. And I was like, I knew I wanted to go this world group way. And I loved his playing. And it might've been after a couple of drinks, I was backstage. <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah. like, I never walk up to anybody and is like, hey, will you come play on my record? And he said, sure. <laughs> and I thought for sure, that's just like a Hollywood yes. And I'll never hear from him again. And when we reached out, he was like, absolutely. So he was the first person to say yes. So he plays on the whole record. And then I was like, well, if he'll say yes, and who else will say yes? So <laughs> as we were writing the songs, we just started kind of casting the album as we would cast a film. I feel like everybody on the album is very much of like mind, and like heart, and we're putting very similar messages out into the world. And it feels like I speak of community very much on this album. And it feels like 
we created a community to create the album. So I think it's it's like it's the the messages of the record living out in real time. And the wonderful song Spaceship, which we've been playing a lot on Absolute Radio Country, it's so wonderful. And the the video for that, it seems like such a personal raw thing to share with the world. Um, and I think it was just you and your husband that did it, right? So it was really raw and personal, I imagine, when you did it. And then you're like, click, send to the rest yeah. of the world. What's yeah, it, like? it doesn't bother me at all, which is so funny. Um, the whole album is incredibly personal. We really tapped into a collective experience that we were all going through in the last several years Yeah, and all the human emotions of that. And, you know, I've been very open about mental health and speaking about my ups and downs of all of it. And I wanted that visual to come from the same essence that I wrote the song and that the album expresses. So we were basically, we were at a camping place called the Alabama Hills here in California. And it looks like Mars to me or what I envision Mars to look like. And um, the sun was going down and he just came into the RV. We have a little RV. We like travel around and sometimes and he was like, grab a blanket and take your clothes off. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and um, he just played the song over um, my phone while he filmed on his phone. And it was like, we shot it in four takes. And it was just, what came out of me was just raw emotion because I've yet to sing that song live. Oh, and right. every time I just, every time I just practice it and sing it around the house, I just ball. I can't watch a video without bawling. Like I know there's so many people that feel those same emotions so intensely. And the stories that I've heard from people about that song um, and that video and how it's helping them to put words to something that they really needed to express. Like it's so powerful. And that's the wonderful thing about art and music though, isn't it? Is that yeah. you know, it's something that's so personal to you or to the creator actually has this universal message that everybody oh, can tap sure. into. It's great. That's what's so beautiful about the human experience. Mm -hmm. When I'm creating from that place, it's not just my experience. It's so many other people's. So it's been really satisfying to my heart to hear stories from people about how they're using this album, that song to help them communicate and to feel. And that's that's why I created the record. So I'm like, score. I mean, like for me, that's like, that's the success of the record is. Yeah, when. It, it's, yeah, I know it is. It's doing exactly what I intended it to do. Well, so thank you for that. It's it's such a great piece of work. And also thank you. You mentioned it a little bit earlier. Thank you for being so vocal and open about your mental health and, and what that's like. And it's so great that finally we're starting as a society to be able to open up about that sort of stuff and, and talk about it. But also thank you for your support of LGBT plus communities like across the years. That's such an important thing. And for women in country music and music in general, do you feel like it's getting better? Obviously, we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. You know, we're having the conversations. I hope that it's not performative because, you yeah. know, that seems to be the thing. Um, it seems to be like, you know, they want to put a Band-Aid over a problem that needs to really be addressed. We still fight, you know, we still, uh, you know, LGBTQ fights, you know, to get their voices heard in country music, to be accepted you know, um, artists of color definitely do. Um, and women do too. And it's still, you know, I, I think the one thing that's changed is the women of country music are so outspoken these days, which I really appreciate. I mean, I grew up in a time where it was like, don't have an opinion, don't talk politics, like don't talk anything but music. You know, you're a child, like no one wants to hear your opinion because if they don't like it, then they might not buy your record. So it was all about 
music and record first and business first instead of humanity. Mm. And for me, it's like, you know, our humanity as celebrities has gotten left out, but especially in country music, women were just, and not just in country music in general and life, women are kind of put in, in their place. And I think so many women in country music are now very vocal about their opinions. And I think that that's so great and it's so freeing. But I, I do see there's some there's a very performative nature to some of it. And mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that that changes and it actually sinks in. You know, we still fight for people. I see people fighting for places on the chart. I see people, you know, fighting to be heard. And it's like, for me, I stopped playing the game a long time ago. Like I, you either like no one tells you that you win when you don't play the game. Your mental health, your, you know, your whole being changes because you're not trying to chase down success and a chart position. Yeah. And, and so for me, that was like my biggest shift was like, I'm sick of playing this game. I'm going to create music. The people that want to find it will. And I've been so much happier because of that. Oh, well, that's good to hear. But, you know, it's so interesting what you say about, you know, talking about back in, say, the 90s when, you know, women were not meant to have any sort of political or, or original idea. But it's interesting because the 90s, certainly in country music, women were absolutely reigning supreme, at least when it came to commercial success. You know, when, when I was growing up, it was country radio was mainly women, you know, and it's just so interesting because I've heard from so many women who were on the charts at that time, seemingly at the peak of their powers, but still not really able to speak their mind in some sort of way. It's interesting because I think if you look at it, people would just assume that they had all the power in the world. Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. We had power as long as we played the game that everyone wanted us to play. Right. I got you. You know, and as soon as you stepped out of that, it was like everybody wanted to, to condemn me for it. And so at least that was my experience. I think if you talk to most women in the business, that would be theirs too. Yeah, so. that, that's been what we've heard for sure. And certainly for you starting, I mean, you were 13 years old, my God, you know, like, and, and being kind of thrust into literal global spotlight status at the age of 13 um, to, to kind of deal with all that. How have you managed to be so many things to so many different people? There would be people, you know, my aunts and uncles or grandparents loving your kind of Christian stuff. And then I would hear you on pop radio. And then I'd go into a gay club and there'd be a remix of How Do I Live happening. And, you know, everybody's kind of loving everything. How have you managed to do that And yet it seems still be so true to yourself, like still be exactly who you are. I think that was being true to myself. Right. Because there's so many different sides to everything. Yeah. I mean, going back to what we originally talked about at the beginning, it was like, yeah, that was being true to me. You know, when I crossed over with How Do I Live, which was a total accident at the time, um, a beautiful one, but, you know, country music kind of wanted to disown me then because it was like you are ours and so (laughs) how dare you yeah exactly and I'm like but I'm yours too like I can I can be everyone's yeah Um, I'm a multi-dimensional human being human being exactly (laughs) and so I think you know especially as a young girl like they just wanted to kind of keep you that young girl for as long as I could doing that one thing and I think the what people know they're going to get with me, the consistency is the inconsistency, but there's always a through line. Like, I think there's always something that connects all of these different projects that I do. And yeah, I still do it. Like we, you know, I just released God's work. I have a top five actually in the UK dance track right now with Dave yes. all day. 
for Uninvited. We just finished a remix for Spaceship. Like, you know, I love doing all that stuff. And I have in my mind, it's like, oh, I want to do a country album. Oh, I'd love to do, I'd love to do like a really intense, like, gospel like old school gospel record um, like I, I mean so, I grew up like, in yeah like, I grew up in a southern baptist church so I am oh, all yeah. for that yeah you know I mean then like do it my way and do it you know like I remember you know being taken to black churches when I was a child and it was like the music was just so good and it's like I have all these ideas of things I want to do and I plan on doing them. Like I just created a chant record a couple of years ago and yes. I'm working on chant too. So for me, it's just all about continual, you know, continuous creation because I and love growth. music so much. And yeah. And yeah. Just, yeah. What can, what can I do? And how can what I, can't I, you do as a what can't I do? Yes, <laughs> I do want to talk about Christmas just a little bit because you seem to love Christmas. Do you go all out when it comes to Christmas? Like, do you have all the lights everywhere? Is there a tree in every room? Yeah, we have two trees. Yes, Good. absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, I have a, a very extensive Christmas catalog of music and plan on adding to it next year. So. Good. It's funny, every couple of years, I'm like, it's time for some new Christmas music. (laughs) I just love going in and I mean, it's so joyful. And I think that's what it is. It's such a, just, it's joy. Yeah, it's joy. It takes us back to our innocence. And, you know, when I perform at that time of year, like people are just in a different mood because of the holidays. Like, of course, yeah. You know, it's just, um, yeah, it's fun. I love it. Of course, your UK fans absolutely chomping at the bit, Leanne, for you to come back over here. So I did see that you posted something on Instagram, which was quite cryptic with a UK flag, I think. We'll be coming over to tour next year. Oh, fantastic. Well, listen, I have to put in a good word for the Long Road Festival in autumn of next year. It would fit you like a glove. And so many people have been requesting to see you at that festival. So yeah, well, thanks for telling me it would be a wonderful thing to have you there but in the meantime we've got all this fantastic music we've got the remix coming out we've got god's work apparently a christmas thing is coming at some point soon eventually it'll be coming it's coming soon (laughs) not this year next year (laughs) okay okay Uh, you got enough on your plate as it is exactly thanks so much for taking the time yeah nice to see you the country music talk podcast from absolute radio country an in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music leanne rhymes right here on the country music talk podcast with me Balin leonard what a joy leanne is it's always nice when you meet somebody as famous uh, as Leanne Rhymes, and they're nice. Isn't that great? Now, remember, you never have to miss an episode of the Country Music Talk podcast. Just hit subscribe right now to make sure you're getting the latest interviews from the biggest stars of country music. I'll see you on the next one. And in the meantime, thanks so much for listening and keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 